What's going on, beautiful people? The Black Okage here, aka TVH. And to be honest, I like to wink you back to my show, Hokage Thoughts, the show where ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you choose to listen to this show on. And today, in which I'm recording, is July 29th, 2020. And uh, excuse me if I'm low energy about halfway through the episode. I'm on this new low carb diet that Ace put me on to. Shout out to Ace. He's part of the GI. He actually has his own podcast. If you're a gamer and you're into fitness or you're trying to get into fitness, you're trying to lose weight or just improve your life and stuff. He has a podcast. It's called Gamer Flex Podcast. It's available on. Oh, damn, we starting with the shout outs, yo. He has a podcast. It's called Game Reflex Podcast. It's available on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, all that shit. And he talks a lot about fitness and gaming and stuff. And he's like a dude, as far as I know, he's in terms of everybody likes to give Ace. Everybody likes to give Ace L's and shit in the stream because he does be taking them. I'm not going to lie. And that shit is funny. But one thing I will give Ace is. He is the most consistent in terms of being in shape in GI. Like I give that he always takes his diet very seriously. He always works out very seriously. So that's me giving me that's me giving him his flowers. Y'all should check out his podcast, Game Reflect. So he's got me on this low carb diet called the carnivore diet. Um, I'm on day three right now. And uh, I'm not going to lie. This shit's kind of weird. Like I was talking to him this morning. And so for those of you unaware, first of all, why am I even doing this? Um, for those of you who are new to the show or not familiar with like my story, majority of my life, I've been an athlete. But like the last maybe five years, I put on a lot of weight. I ended up injuring my legs. Um, I had some micro fractures in my legs, so I couldn't even I couldn't run. I couldn't do anything. I had to sit down. Basically, my legs would just swell up on me. And then if I kept exercising, I was advised to stop because if I didn't, I could break a bone or whatever. Um, They were basically like micro tears in the bones. Um, My legs are healed up now. I can run now. That's beside the point. I had a hard time dealing with that because like one of the things is crazy. We starting off with the gyms already. One of the things that like that's really true about when you're younger is like your, your, your elders, your OGs will always tell you that when you're young, you think that you're invincible. And like now that I'm older, like I'll be I'll literally be 30 like in a week and a half or something like that on August 8th. Um, it's true. Like I, I didn't consciously think when I was younger, I was invincible, but subcon- on a subconscious level, I never thought that something could like affect me. And as I went into like my mid twenties and like I started to develop injuries in my legs, I had a hard time dealing with that because all throughout my youth, I was always healthy. And like, I'm not gonna lie. Like I've always been like, like I wasn't just an athlete. Like I was, I was that nigga around my way. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I said, for those of you unfamiliar, I used to play soccer um, when I was a kid, I used to play travel soccer um when i was a kid which is equivalent to like in basketball that's equivalent to like aau basketball like someone who could have potentially went to the league i was really nice i was a nice forward um but then when i went to middle and um like my eighth grade year in middle school i think i started sixth grade actually but my eighth grade year i ended up winning county uh in middle school i started doing um what's that shit called uh i started doing wrestling and i did that all throughout high school and middle school so i'd play soccer and, and as well as, as wrestling it's a weird combination of sports and then when it came to wrestling i was county champion in middle school um i was ranked in the region the district um and i went to states as well for wrestling too so like i was always like a top tier athlete like i come from a family of athletes my dad ran marathons i have a cousin who actually went to the university of nebraska i believe wrestling and he was ranked number six in the nation i trained with him when i was like 15 or 16 a lot of times people ask me where do where did i learn how to jump rope because i have so much rhythm even for like a big dude like i still move like a boxer even my girl like when she seen me jump rope she was like yo i never would have guessed that you move like that i was like yeah because I, I, like the way that i walk 
like I carry myself like I'm a bigger dude. Like I carry myself like the typical like buff guy, I guess you can say. Like I'm kind of, I look like I'm stiff, but I purposely walk like that for like the element of surprise in case a nigga want to try me and I gotta slap him in his fucking mouth. That like don't don't underestimate the element of surprise when it comes to fighting. That shit matters because when they don't expect it, it hurts a whole lot more. Speed is very dangerous when you don't see it coming. But that's beside the point. Uh <laughs> so why am I on this diet? Uh for those of you unaware, like I said, I've been where was I going with this? Um, I've been an athlete the majority of my life. Um, and like I was I was suffering from like micro tears in my legs and I had to sit my ass down for like two years. Like I literally couldn't do no crazy cardio or nothing like that for my legs to like fully heal up. Year and a half, something like that. Ended up in and in that process, like that was the first time in my life that like I I never really worked out. Um, and I ended up picking up bad habits, started eating worse. And then it didn't help that I was in a toxic relationship at the time. I think that actually made it even worse. Um, so I was, I, I, I couldn't exercise. I was in a toxic relationship. I started eating really bad. I was always very disciplined with my, um, with my, with my, what's my, my diet or whatever, like to the point where like, there's been several times in my life where I've had abs. Um, so like, I know what I'm doing when it comes to exercise, but I lost my discipline in terms of diet. Uh, I started putting on weight and more, back when i was in shape um probably last time i was in really good shape was probably 23 24. um i weighed 180 that's what i was walking around at which might sound like a lot but it wasn't because i was very dense i was very muscular very athletic to the point where i was when i was going in the air force uh for those unaware i was going to go in the military at one point i went to the air force recruiter and she asked me how much i weighed and the reason they do that is because they're having a lot they're having trouble recruiting people for multiple reasons in the military we're all over the place with this podcast but fuck it let's do it they're having trouble recruiting people uh kids nowadays because uh kids nowadays are a lot fatter compared to when i was a kid and my kid my, my parents generation and my parents parents you know uh gen z is a bunch of fat ass kids it is what it is um so like they have programs now for if you want to go into the military and you're overweight you can you can work out with them several times a week before they even send you to basic because you need to be a certain weight but anyway, she she asked me as a precursor. She was like, "How much do you weigh?" And I was like, "180." And she looked at me and she was like, "Yo," she's like, "I never would have guessed you were 180." She's like, "You look like you're like 130, 140 because like I was so shredded." But that that's how in shape that I used to always be in. Um, and a lot of that came from my discipline in wrestling. But I kind of lost that, you know, toxic relationship, injuries, and shit like that. And I started putting on weight, developing bad habits. Um, and you know, like I said, it's, it it whatever i'm not even gonna get into people whatever at my highest uh, i believe i was like in the 270s maybe 280s i carried it well i don't want to say i carried it well because i look i look back now and like i look miserable i look back at some of my old clips on instagram when i had dreads and like my face was so fucking puffy bro um i thought i carried it well at least yeah i think at my highest i was like 270s 280s um right now i'm down to like two i was well the other day we're gonna get into this the other day when i first started the diet three days ago i was at 233 when i weighed myself so i've lost like 30 40 pounds which is cool but like i still got uh like most of the weight that i lost it's in my face and like my upper body and my arms and shit but like as a man i hold all my weight in my stomach uh i'm trying to get rid of this fucking stomach i'm trying to get sexy and shit trying to be a little ig thought trying to get another type of bag basically um and also my health because i'm going into my 30s so you know um, it's just, I, I want to live a long time. You know, I don't want to be a fat ass dad whenever I become a dad. Um, I want to be the dad that dunks on their kids, even though I'm five, five, but you get the point. Uh, <laughs> if I could dunk, I want to be the dad that could dunk. Uh, anyways. Um, so yeah, I've lost like 30, 40 pounds. My weight fluctuates a little bit, but I've, I've, I've kind of plateaued and I've stayed in that area for probably like the last six months. 
and that honestly that kind of falls on me i kind of just stopped i don't want to say caring but i got complacent um but it's like i'm at a point in my life where it's like i'm tired of looking at my stomach and it's like all right kind of like how what initially started my weight loss journey i'm like all right it's time to get back on the bike and i'm ready to fucking grind um so i was like you know what i was like i'm about to be real strict and do a specific diet and um shout out to ace gamer flex podcast he recently lost 18 pounds doing the carnivore diet which is a low carb diet um and like i i guess what stood out to me and what made me want to try it is like for anybody who knows ace like i said he's the most consistent in gi when he started his weight loss journey um a month ago he was he said he was walking around in like the 190s and like ace always walks around lean he says he didn't like his body but i think that's a personal thing i think he, he even though he he could lose some weight he was he walks around very lean um and he said he took off 18 pounds in a month doing this low carb diet and i'm like what the fuck i'm like bro where did you lose that from so i'm like if he could lose that much i was like i'm pretty sure i could lose a lot of weight too using that money he was like no he's like it's a really hard diet uh, but he's like, if you stick with it, he's like, I think it'll do really good for you to help you break through your plateau or whatever. So long story short, an update. Three days ago, I started the diet. I started it. I bought a scale. This is the first time I'm weighing myself since I was like 23, 24, back when I was in shape. I'm finally weighing myself again. And um, I started at 233. And now I am down in three days, in three days, really two and a half. Cause I mean, at the, in the time in which I'm recording this, the day isn't over. So it's really been two and a half days. I've lost seven pounds. I'm down to 226 as of this morning. Um, so that shit's, and I haven't even worked out yet. That shit, I like texting. I was like, yo, I was like, is this, I don't know. I was like, is this normal? Like, he was like, yeah, you're going to lose weight. Um, so I'm down seven pounds already. I think by the end of the week, low key, I could be down 10 pounds um so i'm hoping i can lose at least 20 in the month my goal is to lose 30. i think a good walking around weight for me back when i was in shape was 180 so i think a good walking around weight would be for me for like between hovering between 190 and 200. that's my goal to get down to like between 190 and like 200. so i want to lose like at least another 30 40 pounds um so we working on it we getting sexy we getting sexy i did a whole tangent about health right there um i'm gonna try to stick to it i've been doing pretty good i've been doing pretty good i haven't had any energy energy crashes i thought it would be worse but i'm all right i'm all right for now we'll see how i feel in a week or from now anyways that's my little health update um before we get into the show even though the show technically already started be sure to rate the show five stars on apple podcast it helps move my show up the algorithm which helps bring in new listeners if you want to uh financially support the show you want to take it a little bit further you can donate whatever amount you see fit whether it's a dollar ten dollars a hundred dollars or more i appreciate anybody who supports the show people always talk about how many gems that i dropped in the stream or how entertaining it is or the stream i mean the, the podcast so if you really fuck with the kid and you want to help me out you can send your donations to dollar sign the black hokage 08 on cash app i repeat that's dollar sign the black hokage 08 on the cash app or if you're watching the youtube version at youtube.com slash the black hokage right there where i'm pointing you can see dollar sign the black hokage 08 all right so let's get into the quick little updates uh that i got for you guys before we get into the gaming and all that other stuff and the questions that i took from you guys okay so the first piece of interesting news was a comment that i found let me switch over i took a screenshot of this shit. so this is a comment that i found um on my latest ghost of shishima video it comes from shout out to jeff thomas because he put me onto this shout out to jeff thomas he said bro ice cube quoted you on the breakfast club at the 26 minute and 44 second mark of his last interview ice cube talks ice cube talks contracts with black america reconstructing the system plus more he quote he quoted the video and it's 
about how it's too easy to become a cop that you did. Um, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I thought this dude was trolling. I thought he was bullshitting me. Um, because a lot of y'all are fucking trolls in the comments, but it had 60 thumbs up on it. And then I hit the, the replies to see what other people said. And then Freddie Noons replied to the comment and it got 10 thumbs, thumbs up. And he said, he did. I'm here to double down. That was awesome that you caught that too. And then he said, uh, another person, Bordark said that it's dope that you caught that. I'm glad TBH said what he did about it being easy to become a cop. It's sad, honestly. So many influencers and celebrities have been living in an imaginary perfect world. I wish we had more people like John Boyega. And then the Jew said he sure fucking did quote TBH. So I was like, at first, I thought Jeff Thomas, the original commenter, was quote or was just trolling me. But then I seen several people reply and several people just thumbing this the fuck up. It was like, no, he quoted him. And I was like, what? Ice Cube? Somebody I grew up listening to, watching, is quoting and watching me? I was like, let me find out. So I pulled up the interview. I went to the Breakfast Club YouTube channel. Uh, the title of the video is, if you're watching the, the audio version, the title. And y'all tell me. Feel free to tweet me and let me know if y'all think he was quoting me. Um, the title of the video is the, on the Breakfast Club. Ice Cube talks contract with Black America, reconstructing the system plus more. The video dropped on July 22nd, 2020. That currently has over 300,000 views. If you go to the 26 minute and 44 second mark of that interview, give it about 20 seconds or 10 seconds. And he starts talking about how easy it is to become a cop. And he specifically says in the video, I don't want to play it on the audio because I don't want to fuck up the podcast audio. I'm just telling everybody, go and you judge for yourself. He says in the interview, he said, I was listening to some, he's like, the crazy thing is I was listening to some guy online and he said, it's so easy to become a cop. He was like, it takes like 10 years to become a lawyer, X amount of years to do this, X amount of years to do that. And he's like, but it only takes like three months, three to four months to become a cop. And it it sounded like he, it sounded like he was, par it wasn't verbatim, but it sounded like he was paraphrasing what I said in my video. It's easy to become a cop. And at first I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person who knows that like it only become, it only takes a few months to become a cop. Like it, he could have been quoting somebody else. And then I thought about it more and I was like, you know, maybe he was quoting me because if you notice in the interview, he says, I heard some guy online say that it only takes X amount of months to become a cop, but then it takes 10 years to become a lawyer. Um, and I'm thinking, well, maybe he's, maybe he didn't. Cause I'm like, if he was watching me, why wouldn't he give me credit? And then I thought, I was like, maybe he said some guy because he didn't know how to pronounce my name. Ice Cube doesn't strike me as the type who watches anime. So he probably says some guy because he didn't know how to pronounce Hokage. Uh, and he might have just randomly seen the clip online. So he didn't know how to say my name. and He just says some guy. I don't know. There's no way to really confirm whether or not he was quoting me. But it sounds I'm not gonna lie. I'd say it's about a 75 percent chance. I think he was quoting my video. It's too easy to become a cop on YouTube. So if he was shout out to Ice Cube, that's really dope. If he just if I just randomly came across his timeline or something. Like I said, there's no way to prove it. A lot of people seem to think that he was because they left comments in my videos like, yo, Ice Cube is quoting you. Y'all let me know. 26 minutes, 44 second mark of that interview. Title of the video is Ice Cube Talks Contract with Black America on the Breakfast Club. Y'all let me know. Y'all think he was talking about me? That shit would be fucking dope. That's like the ultimate cosign because like I said, I, I grew up watching, you know, not only his movies, but listening to, his, you know, Okay, fuck, I fuck with NWA. Anyways, uh, <laughs> next piece of news. This is just a quick one. I'm not going to go too into detail about this shit, but I'm just letting y'all know on the social media side of things that Instagram is coming out with a competitor to TikTok. It's called Reels. Um, 
as a potential TikTok ban looms in the U.S. after the popular Chinese, yeah, we know Trump wants to ban TikTok because they're spying on us. Um, Instagram is looking to take advantage of the spate of bad press as it launches its TikTok competitor Reels globally. So in August, this is supposed to launch. Um, so I'm just letting you know that another piece of social media is coming out. What does this mean for you if you're not a social media content creator? That means expect your favorite YouTubers, your favorite Twitch streamers, maybe even some of your favorite TikTokers or whatever you watch on social YouTubers. Expect them to be like, yo, follow me on real. And they're probably going to come out with a bunch of annoying ass videos, including me. So I'm just letting y'all know. Uh, <laughs> I just let y'all know. Don't be surprised if people start promoting this app called real. Um, fucking uh i already know what y'all go damn i gotta download another app i gotta download another app here's something though i will go a little bit more into detail with though um so this one this piece of news actually came across for me because people were talking about it in my twitch chat they were like yo yo did you hear twitter's talking about charging a, a monthly fee or whatever and you know this is an example of why it's important to read articles and why i'm glad i took the time to research this for myself because I will say that y'all just be proven y'all don't be reading. Hold up, let me get this. Uh, no, I don't want to put that follower. No, 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 no. Why is my sub goal still up? My bad. All right, there we go. We got rid of it. Um, this is just an example of how people don't be reading. Um, Twitter is likely to test subscription options like this year uh, as COVID shrinks ad revenue for Twitter. For those of you unaware, Twitter has always struggled financially. They, they struggle to sell ads and now they're struggling even more because of covid um and if you just read this headline you would think oh my god twitter's gonna try to charge us five dollars or ten dollars a month to use their service no uh let me scroll down and summarize it for you they're giving numbers over here and shit um twitter inside scoop twitter's developing an advanced uh tweet deck uh that would be available for monthly subscriptions two more adults the advanced tweet deck is one monthly subscription fee twitter's exploring a twenty dollar a month blah 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 Okay, the point I'm trying to make here is from what it seems like, there's a potential that Twitter could charge monthly, but it's not to use the service. It's to use TweetDeck. For those of you unaware, TweetDeck is a service that allows you to have multiple like columns um, on your monitor at once. So like you can see your DMs, your timeline, um, your favorite websites, uh, trending topics all on one web browser versus just having one thing there. Um, and they're talking about charging $20 a month for more enhanced features. So basically what this is, is like, it sounds like they're going to offer something for brands and media publishers and content creators. If you want more in-depth analytics, uh, this is what this would be for. This is not for people to just use Twitter. Um, here, let me see if I can uh, pull this shit up. So stuff like exclusive news alerts and summaries personalized for you, content management tools, to-do lists, um, exclusive content on social media, best practices and strategy, enhanced tools for managing and creating custom audience lists, exclusive priority customer support, the ability to manage multiple accounts, advanced publishing features, you get the idea, ad-free experience, sorting and filtering searches. These are tools for content creators to help improve the experience of being a content creator. So for those of you out there that heard the rumor that Twitter is gonna be charging per month, just for you to be able to tweet, it doesn't seem like that's true from reading this article. It seems like this would be $20 a month for someone like me. And if they had, if the tools are cool, I would use it. But based off what I read, it doesn't really seem that useful. Um, so don't, don't, don't trip. Don't trip off that shit too much. What y'all need to be tripping off of this article that I read right here. Some more social media stuff. Who mama just texted me? Uh, oh, I don't care about that shit. Y'all need to be tripping off of this. Y'all see this shit? 
Facetune helps, wait, Facetune video helps you touch up your video selfies. So for those of you unaware, there's an app on the App Store, it's called Facetune. Basically, it's Photoshop, it's like a Photoshop for your phone. Uh, it's it's a, it's it's an app that a lot of chicks use to basically make their skin look perfect. You can edit your photos and stuff, and then they upload them to Instagram. They're coming out, but that was for pictures for years. That was only for pictures. They are coming out with a new app, and y'all, fellas, fellas, listen. They are coming out with a new app called Facetune Video, which now you'll be able to apply these filters to your videos. So like, it's easy to Photoshop and lie in your pictures. But now all the baddies on Instagram with the fucked up skin. She got a fat ass, but her skin, her face fucked up. She might be able to pull the witchcraft on you through video. Fucking she pulling up. You know, you know how chicks like to drive or they like to just stand in front of the camera and just like sing, sing their favorite song and be cute. They just trying to show you how cute you are. But then she got like mad acne and shit like that. She might be able to cover it up. Photoshopping videos is about to become a thing. It says you'll be able to retouch selfie videos, nose, lips, eyes, brows. You can try on new looks. They can literally put makeup on. They don't even got to put real makeup on. They can put makeup on their face via the fucking app. <laughs> yo, it's becoming a scary time to be a man, man. Trying to pick, yo, like imagine looking on these apps and trying to figure out, yo, like, yo, should I slide in the DMs? Is this real or is this not? Actually, this, that might be, I might, I'm about to call this episode witchcraft, bro. Episode 39, witchcraft. <laughs> uh, might be a little bit blah, blah, blah. to start editing a video. You select from one from your camera roll. Once you do it, it will start looping in the app so you can start applying changes in real time. There are a variety of options to work with, such as changing the brightness of the video, the smooth smoothening out your skin, whitening your teeth, and even changing the size of your nose and eyes. If you use Facetune or Facetune 2 before, you should feel right at home with Facetune video. Oh my God. Applying changes is easy. And in my experience with the pre-release version of this app, so he was a beta tester, this person who wrote the article, for most tools, Facetune Video offers an on-screen slider to adjust how strongly the desired effect shows up in a video. These bitches is gonna be able to change their nose. She gonna upload a video looking like a fucking gargoyle, and then you gonna then she gonna put some sliders on and look like fucking fucking the baddest chick looking like Kelly Rowland or fucking Beyonce, bruh. That's it. Episode thirty-nine, witchcraft. Facetune witchcraft. <laughs> Fuck that shit. So be aware of this shit, fellas. Be aware of this shit. Don't be just sliding anybody's DMs. The shit might not be real. The shit might not be real. But what is real is this news right here. This is kind of cool. So there's, Spotify is supposedly beta testing a new feature called visual quote cards for the Michelle. So Michelle Obama dropped the podcast. I, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm going to get around to it. Um, and they're twisting out visual quote cards. I think this is actually a really cool feature. So basically, if there's something you that she said in the episode that you like, uh, you can quote it, uh, I guess, and upload it. So then people see it under the episode so people can get an idea of what they're getting into. I think this is really dope. And hopefully I just wanted to put this out there. Hopefully they put this feature. If anybody from Spotify ever hears this shit, open this feature up to everybody. This is really dope, especially because people always say that I'd be dropping gems on my, my podcast. I'd be dropping quotable bars all the time on my podcast. It'd be really dope if like everybody's audience would be allowed to quote you and put it on a quote card right below the episode so people can get an idea of what they're getting into especially like new listeners like 
I feel like my heart, my podcast is kind of hard to sell because I'm like all over the place. Honestly, you really don't know what you're going to get every episode because I kind of just rant and ramble a lot, a lot of things. Um, but somewhere in between all of that rambling, I would hope that people are picking up different life lessons and perspectives, things that I'm picking up because as I grow, I always try to share things with people. Um, and I feel like allowing your audience to quote you for a new viewer coming over to the page and they look at that, they'll be like, Oh wow, this person's an introspective person. Um, okay. I'm gonna give this, I'm gonna give this new podcast that I've never seen before a try because someone created a quote card. So this is a really cool idea. I think um hopefully this gets in it's just in beta hopefully they open it up to everybody just putting that out there um just a little feedback because that's what we do that's what we do all right so now that we are like you know a few minutes into the episode we about to get into the the meat and potatoes first and foremost bro we need to talk about ghosts of shishima you know music is a tool that i use to improve my mood when the right song comes on, I always catch a second wind, whether I'm working out or at home working from the computer. But in order to catch that second wind, you need a solid pair of earbuds because I want to hear my playlist and not the outside world. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know that Raycon earbuds started about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing as the other top audio brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best one yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable, they're perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts. What makes them a game changer for me is how snug they fit in my ears. They come with several earbud sizes, but I didn't even have to try them out because the default size fit me perfectly. That wasn't my experience with previous other brands. I spent less time worrying about my earbuds falling out of my ears and more time focusing on my jog. And unlike some of the other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are the most stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during voice calls. And you might have heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by Ray J during one of my Twitch live streams and shoot, celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, they're all obsessed with Raycons. Pick up a pair and see what the hype is all about. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon too. Get 15% off your order if you go over to buyraycon.com slash Hokage. That's buyraycon.com slash Hokage for 15% off Raycon's wireless earbuds. Once again, that is buyraycon.com slash Hokage. So, Ghost of Tsushima, this is one of the most highly anticipated games of 2020. Uh, I'm not going to lie, like, I was looking forward to it, but, like, I wasn't, like, super excited about it. But I can say, if you don't want to sit here and listen to the entire review, uh, I'm just going to go out and go out on a limb. Would I recommend this? Absolutely. It's worth $60. It's one of my favorite games of the year. Is this my favorite game of the year? I don't know. I got to sit with it. I got to let it marinate. I still feel like I'm leaning towards Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I really did enjoy this game. And, like, I feel like it's a dark horse. I wouldn't be upset if people put this on their Game of the Year nominee. Or their personal favorite game of the year so for those of you unfamiliar about how i do my reviews i wrote down some positives and some negatives i'm just gonna go through them and then at the end i'm gonna give a recommendation based off of that but i mean you already know let's see i got one two three four five six seven positives and one two three four five negatives uh all right so the first positive is the graphics in the world oh man shishima is a beautiful island the entire game is beautiful this game is majestic it's like all all this game did was reinforce like man i gotta get to japan before i fucking die man 
um the game is is it's it's saturated with saturated colors leaves and the wind blowing everywhere um the cape like the way your cape flows the physics i i think what's really impressive about this game is this is easily one of the best looking games that i've seen and it's whether console or pc and this is at the end of the ps4 life cycle kind of reminds me of how like the last of us pushed the ps3 to its limits at the end of its life cycle like sucker punch really sucked every little bit of power left out of the ps4 um and it was just a joy and a pleasure to just roam around there's so many there's snowy mountains there's fucking grassy areas uh trees with all different types of colors pretty water there's so many i think that's actually what made the world it's not even just the colors it was so many different climates and um fucking uh what's the word the word i'm looking for climates and like different types of like environments i guess um so kudos to them for constructing a world that i wanted to explore I, I caught myself being on the horse and just riding around and like that's very rare for video games um my first negative is the camera i'm pretty sure you've heard about this in combat the camera can be your worst enemy um unfortunately the game's camera has a hard time keeping up at certain not all the time when the camera works it works but there's a lot of times where like it has a hard time keeping up with what's going on in the game you'll be surrounded by five six seven eight nine ten enemies and like this is not like assassin's creed where the enemies will sit there and wait for you one by one to fight no multiple people will swing at you at once like in real life they don't give a fuck if you're getting jumped you're getting jumped and the camera doesn't know which way to look and god forbid a building or a tree is next to you because if it is it's gonna spaz and then you can't see so a lot of times you have to run into an open area to recenter the camera uh and help yourself out so just know that the camera is gonna be a frustration in this game for most people i've seen some people say they didn't care about it but 95 percent of people that i've seen play this game say that the camera can be an issue it's not an absolute deal breaker it's not that bad but it is something to be aware of that it is going to get on your nerves sometimes it is going to get on your nerves um the second positive that i have for ghost of tsushima is the story is mwah. and when i'm talking about the story um and this kind of goes this is actually this is the second and the third positive these these two can go together the story and the main side missions this game has the story which are like the golden missions on the map then you have like the main side missions were like the big white ones with like characters faces on them and then you have like side missions uh the story the main storyline in this game is fire mongols invade japan and basically you gotta no mongols invade shishima which is an island on the outskirts of japan and like it's your job as Jin to basically try to stop them from making it to the mainland uh to the shogun and all the other samurais and shit and Jin, Jin, the main character so, um, he's raised by his uncle who was the leader of the island the, the head samurai of the island of shishima and like your your uncle's preaching you know morals the samurai code and Jin is suffering with uh using tradition to combat the enemy which is too predictable like literally in the beginning of the game you start off by taking an l and he instantly learns that samurai tradition might not be enough so like this is and this is this game takes place in before the age of the shinobi and the samurai this is just when sh samurai ruled japan so like you don't even get referred to as a ninja if you play the ninja playthrough you just get referred to as the ghost um so Jin struggles he has like this morality thing going on where he's like he sees the mongols are doing anything to fucking win and the samurais are too predictable that's why they lost the first battle in the opening scene in the first place so you get to choose between playing more of a ninja's kind of rogue stealth style or you can pull it play a straight up pull up uh samurai um 
samurai style and i, I thought that i thought that was a very interesting way of even telling the story because most games nowadays allow you it, it's rare that you come across a very straight stealth game like splinter cell um most games are stealth action games meaning like they encourage you to play stealthy but you can also play action this is definitely a stealth action game and just using the samurai and the ninja uh differences in terms of code to actually be able to en enable that type of play style i thought that was really interesting but the story is really good i don't want to go into detail and spoil specifics um because that's not what we're going to do here you're just going to have to take my word and uh understand that i i really enjoyed the story uh one of the main reasons too that i actually enjoyed the stories like i said there are main side missions and then there's side missions they're called tales or something tales of Tsushima or something like that where they're basically like loyalty missions and um they're like loyalty missions and uh and mass effect so you have the main storyline and then you have like these loyalty missions that you have to do with specific characters these are reoccurring characters that you're going to see all throughout the island and each one has like a nine part episode for their loyalty missions uh and those they, they're side missions but you want to do them because not only are the stories really good they're just as good as the mainline story but you get rewarded at the end for with like special gear special weapons uh, upgrades and like armor and stuff like that so i really enjoyed the main side missions as well as the story mode um so shout out to the story it's fire it's fire um the second negative that i have for this game is the parkour once again i put the parkour kind of in the same uh realm as the camera it's not as it's not flat out terrible but i'll, I'll say this much and I, I said the same thing on the gi podcast um the parkour in this game makes you appreciate assassin's creed and what they've created um like the parkour in this game is not even better than like assassin's creed one uh it's not bad it's like i give it like a c it's very much usable but like there are only very specific things that you can climb on very specific buildings and rocks versus like an assassin's creed you can pretty much climb on anything and it's all very fluid this game is very janky but i give i give sucker punch kind of a pass because like this is their first time even trying to create a system like this but i will say the parkour in this game although it's not terrible it will make you appreciate assassin's creed and what ubisoft has created um my next positive is the combat the combat in this game is fire um it's kind of i would i would akin it to something i would akin it to batman the arkham series meets um what's that shit called uh neo so like the combat is similar to batman in the sense that like you have a bunch of enemies around you and you have your sword um and you know you mash the, the sword button and you, you hit people but then you also have the counter system and if you time it correctly you parry someone correctly there's two different parries there's a basic parry which is like a okay one and it'll put basically knock them off balance and then you might be able to get a hit in and if you do a perfect parry you'll basically completely knock them off balance and they'll slow down time and you'll get you'll, you'll it's guaranteed hits and you'll get resolve and stuff like that um so the basic combat plays like batman but uh the difference is their stances like neo you have four different stances in the game and you have to switch up your stances based off the enemy type and if you don't the combat will be a whole lot harder um so that shit was fire i thought the combat was fire it's just the camera can sometimes get on your uh get on your nerves combine that with all the different ninja tools that you get like bombs kunais um you can play stealthy if you want to because you also have a knife um and you can also light your sword on fire at one point that's fire literally you get a bow and arrow um you get multiple bow and arrows you get a bow and arrow and a long bow which does heavy damage so like the combat is fire the combat is fire um next negative that i have is the game can be glitchy um once again i you know the crazy part is like all the negatives that i have they're negatives but they're not so fucking bad that it ruins the experience they're just kind of like they could have been better they're not flat out terrible if that makes sense so this game can be glitchy understand that like Although this game is glitchy, it's like your typical open world stuff, just maybe a little bit more than average. 
none of it was game breaking i never encountered a glitch that made it crash my ps4 um the the worst glitch i had i got was the mission wasn't loading so i had to restart i just had to load from the last checkpoint that only happened once it took me like 60 hours to beat this game because i click i i didn't beat the game at 100 percent, but i beat it at like probably like 98 percent. i did the majority of the shit i was gonna go for 100 but then by the time i got to the end of the game i was like eh fuck it i'm just gonna run through the story so i i beat the majority of the game and then like in my 60 hours of playing this game um i only countered that that glitch where i had to restart the loading point because the mission wouldn't load other than that most of the glitches you'll encounter involve like the environment the part it kind of goes into the parkour sometimes like i would fall through the geometry not actually fall through the map but like i would get stuck in a rock or something and then he would float in the air and do the t-pose and then the game would either push you out or it would reload the area um so nothing really game breaking just kind of annoying kind of annoying be aware that that stuff is gonna happen um next positive this is a really weird one because i feel like i don't ever really bring this much this up but i feel like it's you it's a unique positive the load times in this game are magnificent i don't know how the fuck they did this but this game loads fast and this is an open world game by the way fucking the fast travel is fast uh, i read somewhere no no somebody said in my twitch chat that um that originally the game loaded even faster but it was loading too fast to the point where like you couldn't even read the loading screens so they actually ended up slowing down the loading times which is funny in itself because i've seen people also say that like the load times are still too fast because they don't even have time to read the tips and tricks on the loading screens or whatever but the load times are really fast if you're trying to get from point a to b in this game that is no problem and i don't know what tech they implemented what type of optimization sucker punch did with this game but more studios need to talk to sucker punch because they know how to optimize their games to where you're not waiting fucking three minutes for the fucking game to load especially loading times are really bad when you're on a hard part of the game and you die and then you have to sit there and wait for two minutes you're already fucking irritated then you guys said just I, kudos it's optimized kudos um the next negative i have for this game is the ai is dumb as hell not always actually i got it the ai is dumb and inconsistent actually so uh basically when you're doing like the stealth por portion of the game uh, all you have to do is like if let's say you get caught by a guard all you got to do is sprint away and hide in the grass and a lot of times they won't find you uh and i'm talking about like it's really stupid like you can literally be in the line of the sight of the grass or the bush you run away and they can see you running into the bush but then they don't know where you are or, or you can go hide in the tent and like he's looking at the tent and he watches you run in the tent and they don't know where you go so you can cheese the game really bad in terms of the stealth because the ai could be really bad but the thing is like it's only 50 50 it's not like that all the time there are other times where the ai will see you coming from like a mile away and it create it kind of breaks the immersion it, it creates for an inconsistent experience because you don't know what you're going to get whenever you run into a camp you don't know if it's going to be that glitchy ai or you don't know if it's going to be um the, the the really crazy shit it's starting to get dark outside let me turn my lights on hold up room lights let me turn that shit on a little bit all right anyways so yeah there's that um let's see uh what was that glitchy no ai that was so yeah the ai just be aware that the ai is very inconsistent uh next positive the skill tree is very large in this game you will be exploring all throughout the island they have tons of different abilities to unlock you know i love customization so just know that this game has a large skill tree and you're probably going to want to unlock everything which kind of goes into the combat i don't really have too much to say about that i just like large skill trees um and then last but not least on the negatives uh it felt like stealth was an afterthought that's my last negative um 
for those of you who are thinking is this is going to be assassin's creed japan some people will say it is in my opinion it's not as someone who's played a lot of assassin's creed it's almost there it's almost there they just got a few things to clean up mainly that parkour that parkour has got to be way better it is i'm sorry parkour in this game does not hold a candle to assassin's creed and the stealth in this game it doesn't hold a candle to assassin's creed either um it's just very basic feels like an afterthought and then on top of that the ai is really bad so i feel like for if they if they make a ghost of tsushima too um which i'm pretty sure they're gonna uh based off the ending no spoilers no spoilers but based off the ending um i feel like they're gonna make a sequel i feel like they should put a little bit more emphasis on the stealth tree because there was way too much emphasis on the samurai tree i feel like just give us more abilities more options in terms of stealth uh i think that would be dope um and my last positive is the ending i rarely i rarely compliment and this goes into the story but fuck it you know i, I gotta give a positive the ending i actually really enjoyed the ending uh ethos wanted to ethos was kind of like whatever about the ending and he was like yo i want to see your reaction and what it, what do you think of it um and you can get there's there's two endings in the game um the ending that i got i was actually very satisfied with uh the music was fire at the end that shit was fucking great so I, I rarely do I compliment an ending, but I actually really enjoyed the ending to it. And I'm looking forward to if they do a sequel, which I'm about 99% sure there will be a sequel in a few years. We're not going to get it right away, but there's no way they're not going to try to turn this to a franchise, in my opinion. Um, so based off of all those positives and those negatives, uh, my final recommendation is this game is absolutely worth buying. It's one of my favorite games of the year. It's worth $60. Uh, pick up Ghost of Tsushima for the PS4. Is this worth buying a PS4 for? no because to be honest the ps5 is coming out save your money if you if you don't own a ps4 just borrow your friend's ps4 i don't know uh if you don't own one but if you do own a ps4 definitely pick this up and also pro tip if you own the ps4 pro um go into the settings and put the game on performance mode there's a visuals mode and a performance mode uh with performance mode the game prioritizes the frame rate versus the graphics um, and in visuals mode, it pri prioritizes the best graphics over the frame rate. It, by default, it's in the graphics mode. And like the frame rate was, I have a PS4 Pro and the frame rate was dropping like a motherfucker. I'm talking about below 30. Uh, and it was very obvious. It looked like a, a slideshow. But once I put it on performance mode, it was buttery smooth. And I'm gonna be honest, I really couldn't tell a difference in terms of graphics. Uh, it looked the same. It, it still looked gorgeous. So put that bitch in performance mode. Now, if you got a PS4, uh, a regular base PS4, you don't get the option of choosing between frame rate and graphics. You're just going to have to live in poverty. Uh, so know that like I, I've seen 50 50. Um, I've seen some people say the base PS4 version runs fine for them. And I've seen other people say that it was a little choppy. Um, so just know if you're living in poverty, it is what it is. Shit. Let me get a swig of this water before we get into the next joint. Mm. Mm 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 we've been talking talking Woo. okay uh next thing in the gaming news i got for you this is just a quick bite real quick um i was scrapping up for fucking news to talk about yo this shit right here yo uh from gama sutra somebody wrote an article uh our platforms devaluing gains to uh are devaluing games to gain market share um I kind of feel like Epic is giving away too many games nowadays, leaving people with big libraries of unplayed games, which makes them makes them slightly less likely to buy new ones. So basically what he's like, this dude who wrote this article, Simon, is saying is he doesn't like the fact that for those of you unaware, if you're a new PC gamer or you're going to get into PC gaming, make sure to download the Epic Game Store. It's a it's an alternative to Steam. And the reason being is every week they give away two free games, 
Like I literally have like 50 games and like high quality games. You see like Killing Floor 2, Torchlight 2. I have all three of the Batman Arkham games because of them. Like they give away high quality games every week. So if there's games that you miss and you didn't play and they be giving away new games too. Make sure to download that Epic Game Store and claim them games. Um, and they give away games. They give away four games every month. Um, and like he's trying to make the argument that he feels like the Epic Game Store or Epic Games devalues these games uh by giving them away for free and i say to this person yo shut the fuck up dog like this shit like art when i read articles like this i'm like yo it's a slow news day that or you're fucking vastly out of touch who gives a fuck dog free is free i don't care how much money i'm and this i'm talking to you listening to the podcast i don't care how much money i make in my life if i become a millionaire if i become a billionaire nigga free is free i will always be black free is free and if i can get if i can get a free meal i will if your fat ass auntie want to make me some mac and cheese and i don't got to pay for it i'm gonna get it epic games gives away free shit and this nigga's complaining does it devalue get your fake deep shit out just the game the market share does you feel like it devalues the game who gives a fuck bro you're the consumer it's your job as the consumer to get the best deal possible and if epic games want to hook a brother up hook a brother up I don't get this shit, bro. This this the type of shit I be reading this. I'm be like, yo, this shit is dangerous too. Like, what if Epic stops giving away free shit because of it? I don't know, man. I I don't know. Hey, shut the fuck up, dog. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Stop writing stupid shit like that. For those of you unaware, like I've I've read um a lot of these major publications. They try to publish an article every 15 minutes so they can maintain their ad revenue so they can keep bringing in new people. Um. And like, I feel like that's kind of, that's more dangerous than anything. Because when you feel like you need to publish a new article every 15 minutes, you get articles like that. Are free games a bad thing? Bitch, shut up. What the fuck? This shit is free. God damn. You trying so hard to get so much ad revenue. You just making shit up at this point. Um, And last but not least, what I got on the gaming shit. Uh, I got a question. This one, I just put it in the gaming section. This one comes from Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. It comes from Huey. And he said... I would like to know how you feel about every ancient civilization being represented in video games. However, indigenous African uh, civilizations are admitted, except for obviously Egypt. That's what people go to. Uh, So basically, he's saying he would like to see more uh, older African civilizations being represented in video games. He doesn't think it's fair compared to how there are other civilizations represented. Uh, And my counter argument to that is, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I don't want to see more African civilization games that definitely would be dope besides the typical Egypt. I would love to learn about something else and play something else. But the reality is, I don't think it's a fair argument to be upset about how there is a lack of representation in ancient African uh, civilizations in video games. Uh, Reason being is, first of all, how many how many games really focus on ancient civilization? Like Assassin's Creed is the only one that's consistent. Ghost of Tsushima is new. Uh, that's that's recent but like how how many video games realistically are being made about ancient civilizations too uh i don't think this is a fair argument because the reality is um i think most people are tribal uh most people tend to stick with who looks like them or hang out with people who look like them so if the majority of the gaming the gaming um the gaming community the, the majority of the gaming studios and developers are made up of white game developers they're more likely to go with more European ancient civilization driven games versus African ones because that's what they know. Uh, it's not even like a racism thing. It's just like it's it's a tribal thing. Um, 
so I don't know if it's a fair I don't know if it's a fair argument to expect to see more African civilization games being made by white folks. If anything, if you want to see more African driven civilization games, we need more black developers. So encourage, you know, your nieces and nephews and your brothers and sisters to become game developers if you want to see more of that. Otherwise, the only thing that I feel like is a fair argument in this case is I think it is fair to argue for better representation. Um, and what I mean by that is um, they don't have to, these people don't have to make uh, ancient civilization games uh, about Africans. But I will say that like whenever there is a game that focuses on fuck ancient civilization, just any game that that has a, a focus on a black, there's bl any game that has a black character, I think they do need to be better represent represented. Um, like uh in rogue company they have a black girl in there as one of the main characters and like the way they did her hair it looks like a real black woman like i appreciate stuff like that that shit looks good uh and that's what i mean like if you're gonna if you're gonna include black characters or black civilizations in your game then do your research and make sure that it's correct black most black folks are not wearing fucking uh corn rolls and afros nowadays okay uh so like that that's what i say if they do choose to try to represent black people in their video games uh these white folks i do think they need to do a better job of representing us but i don't think they're obligated to represent us more i i think we're obligated to represent us so if you want to see more black characters and black civilization in video games then you need to start becoming a game developer and um i think one thing uh we as black folks need to realize is being a game developer is not necessarily about knowing how to program and code you could be a game producer you could be uh you could design art you could be like a um what's the what's the shit called um um an artist that 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 makes the that makes the art before you even start programming the game what is that shit called um man y'all it's on the tip of my tongue y'all know what the fuck i'm talking about um but yeah you can be an artist you can be a producer you can be a coder um there's a lot of different positions in studios you could be a pr person um there's so many different positions in a studio and uh we just gotta we gotta break into that we gotta break into that uh into that business you know we don't all need to be football players we don't all need to be basketball players we don't all need to be rappers uh so that's what i would say i don't know if it's fair to expect that from them but it is fair to expect better representation because if you are going to do it do us correctly um all right before we get into the more questions from you guys just a couple suggestions i feel like i haven't been talking about like music a lot on this podcast and i'm still not going to talk a lot about it but I do give credit when credit is due. One thing that I did listen to that's new, I've kind of fallen off on music. I don't really keep up with it like that anymore. I used to be one of those people that was crazy on like Two Dope Boys and all those, uh, you heard that new or whatever. I used to be on all of those, uh, what's it called? Like music blogs or whatever, but I don't anymore. But anyway, I listened to Logic's new album, No Pressure. Um, he's become a cornball over the last two albums, but I'll, I give credit when credit is due. Uh, I give this album like a solid seven. It's not bad. There's some songs on there that I like. Um, and like I was making the argument in my Twitch chat the other day, I was like, I think it might be time to have the conversation. Like Logic dug himself out of the hole with the whole mixed. I don't. I think I heard him mention being mixed like once on the album. Um, he doesn't really talk about that. He uh, and I. I always said my argument was never against Logic that he's positive because some people swear that like people don't like him because he's positive. I've always made the argument that like it's an unwritten rule in hip hop that like you have to be cool. That's an unwritten rule. Nobody likes corny shit in hip hop. And like my argument always was that logic is corny. It's not that he's positive. The same thing with Chance the Rapper. That nigga's corny. Acid Rap was not a corny album. The 10 day whatever he did, the first one, that shit was not corny. Um, 
But like the ooh, I love my wife. That shit is corny. Don't nobody want to hear that shit, bro. It's it's the delivery, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's how you deliver the message that's mad corny. So I think it's time to have the conversation. Logic put out a decent album. I might put some of these songs on my playlist. He put out a decent album. I think it's time to have the conversation. We might have to move um chance the rapper up as the number one corniest rapper in hip-hop logic has dug himself out of a hole some people were trying to make the argument that it should be hobson but i was like in first of all nobody listens to hobson he's the he's he's the black eminem nobody listens to him um but yeah i think it's time to move chance up as the corniest rapper in hip-hop uh I, I, if you're looking for something new listen to logic's no pressure album it's not bad um and then another recommendation i have so i recently got hulu um because my dumb ass recently found out that you get a free hulu account if you're with sprint uh i also got t-mobile tuesday since sprint merged with t-mobile so i got that shit too i'll be getting free shit now um but you get a free hulu account if you have an unlimited plan on sprint and my dumb ass had this all along and i didn't even know it so like i claimed my account the other day and i've been watching like a little bit of hulu one recommendation i have on there uh is there's the yo did you know there's a mass effect anime i did not know this it recommend the algorithm recommended first of all i don't even know how the al- i don't even know how this algorithm even knew that i liked mass effect because like i hadn't even watched anything on hulu like that really but there wasn't a mass effect anime that came out in 2013 um and honestly it's not bad i would recommend it i will say what is it called let me look on my phone um i will say that this anime it's called mass effect paragon lost it's a dub and like the voice acting's on point the animations eh but it's okay but like i enjoyed it i'll say this much you do have to be a mass effect fan to enjoy it at least on a deeper level to understand the world and what's going on it stars vega uh from mass effect was it two and three uh he was one of the uh he was one of the it was one of the people that you could recruit on your team with Shepard, but nobody used Vega. But anyway, it, it does have a familiar character. So like if you don't even know who Vega is or, or the world, like you don't know what a Krogan is or a Sari or anything, you might not be able to completely follow it. But at least on an action level, if you just want to watch it as an action movie, like it was a good action anime too. Um, but yeah, I will say that like it does help to be familiar with the Mass Effect world because I I couldn't tell. I think this takes place before Mass Effect 3 or after 3. Cause like it in this one vega keeps talking about commander shepherd's his hero but commander shepherd's dead so he couldn't work with him or whatever and i'm like dead so like this takes place after three and then i realized like oh wait you did start off at two like they thought you were dead and then they revived you cerberus revived you or whatever um so i think it takes place like between two and three uh i don't know i, I enjoyed the movie i recommend it if you're a mass effect fan this is this is a this is a good anime for a Mass Effect fan. I'll say that much. Check out Mass Effect uh, Paragon Lost. It's on Hulu, um, so I recommend that. All right, let me get a swig of this water in, and then <sighs> we're about to hop into the questions. Q and A time. First question comes from Links. Follow me on Twitter. My Twitter is Mister Underscore I Keep It Real um my first question comes from links and he asks i was wondering how do you store all of your gameplay footage that you record and how do you make proper show notes for a podcast all right um the way i i store all my gameplay is i use a piece of software it's called um it's called uh what's that shit called my dumbass. it's called shadow play it comes with every nvidia graphics card on the gaming pc um if you have consoles you need it you need an elgato um i have an internal elgato plugged into my pc 
and then I just put the Elgato in full screen and capture the screen. Now, if you're talking about strictly how do I store the gameplay when I'm recording, I store to a Seagate eight terabyte external hard drive. When I actually, this is a deal. When I bought it, I bought this back in 2016. When I bought it, um, this shit was like $250 on sale. The actual price was like $320 something dollars when it was new. Now it's only $153. Um, it has 4,000 ratings and it has four stars. I'm surprised by that because I'm gonna be honest, this hard drive has never given me any problems. As you can see, I've literally ordered mine in 2016. So what is that, 17, 18, 19, 20? I've had mine for four years, I've had no problems. So I'm surprised this actually is only got four stars and not five. At $150, this is a steal. Eight terabyte hard drive. I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. You can get a 10 terabyte too. How much does this cost? The 10 terabyte is 200 and the eight is enough. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I've had this thing for four years now and I've never even came close to filling it up with gameplay. I always have gameplay on my hard drive ready to use in case I need to do a commentary or something like that. Um, and y'all know I be recording all the time if you come through to my streams. So for $153, this is not bad. It runs off USB-C. So you just plug it into your PC and it's fast enough that because it's USB-C, you can record. I record directly to it. Um, so I would highly recommend getting one of these. And then because it's external, you can move it around. So you can unplug it from your PC and move it to like a, a laptop or another PC if need be, because it's not internal. So like I, I, this is actually one of my favorite things about my PC build. Like I'm telling you, like eight terabytes is OD and this low key. This is a lot of times. This is why I'd be talking about with these next gen consoles. I have no problem with the PS5 and the Xbox Series X going full digital if it has at least like five terabytes in it, because I have an external eight terabyte hard drive that I record gameplay to and I never run out of space. And like these games are getting bigger and bigger. I'm telling you, it's a it's a beautiful thing when you have this much space. Now, when it comes to uh, this, is what it's called, it's called for those of you who are listening, it's called the Seagate Backup Hub eight terabyte external hard drive um, USB 3.0 um, $153 on Amazon right now. That's what it's called. Um, and then how do I do podcast notes? I use um, I use Google Drive or Google Google Docs with Google Docs. You get 15 gigabytes of free hard drive space. You can store photos. You can write uh, you can write, you know, uh, documents on here. You can do Excel sheets. Uh, it's ba it's basically Microsoft Excel, but for free and you get 15 gigabytes of free external uh, storage. And I use Google Docs. Reason being is like not only can I type what I want on the computer, but you don't need a super strong Internet connection. It literally saves every second. So like you don't have to worry about losing your work. And then also I uh, it syncs to the cloud. So I have it. on I have the app on my phone and like whenever I can, whenever I need to write notes, I write on my phone. And then when I get on my computer, it's on my computer as well. Um, and then also you can share the stuff. So um Whenever I write podcast notes for the GI podcast, um, I share it to the to the group and then they just look at this as well as the guest. And this is this is how I format it for those. Uh, so the way I format it is I write an intro. Um, a lot of times, I've especially if you listen, if you notice in this episode, I ventured way off of this intro. But I, I, I write like a general intro. I have like a quick bites updates, a quick updates at the beginning. Then I have like my gaming stuff. I do bullet points. I don't write like super in detail. I just write bullet points about things in general that I want to talk about and I freestyle it. If I need to reference it, I keep links to whatever I'm talking about so that they can reference it. If you're doing, if you you especially need to leave links on your on your show notes, if you're doing a podcast with your friends so that your friends can see what you're talking about in case they haven't seen it. So let's say we're going to talk about a new game that got announced and Ethos and JG haven't, maybe they haven't seen it. I put it on the notes and I put a link to the trailer so then they can just click the link and they know what we're going to be talking about. And then you can see, then I write down all the questions I'm going to take. Honestly, it's just bullet points and freestyling. I, it's organized, but it's not like super OD. 
this is this is what my podcast notes look like so hopefully that gives you an idea unfortunately like i can describe it to you but you're gonna have to look at the video version at youtube.com slash the black okage to get a better idea of what i be doing so hopefully that helped uh next question comes from captain d smitty he says i know you're tired of getting pc questions but i went on pc part picker and they had pre-made models for sale would you recommend going that route uh let's go to pc part picker pc part um so he's trying to build a pc he's talking about these joints right here they have pre-builds right here so here's a great amd build for a thousand these builds are basically things that people make themselves and then they just recommend it with all the parts so my answer to this would you would would i recommend buying this yes and no like a pre-build here's why um you're if i had to take a wild guess the reason you're doing this is because you don't want to mess up on the parts that you're going to order and then you're also thinking that it's probably going to be pre-built no see what this is is a guide he's giving you a list of parts for a great build that he recommends um but the reality is like you're, you're just going to order all these parts and you still have to put the pc together yourself so there's no way to avoid that this is just a list of parts also it kind of defeats the purpose why i say yes and no it kind of defeats the purpose of having a custom build because a custom build a custom pc is supposed to be geared towards your needs right um let's say you're trying to be a video editor and you're v and you're like rendering high quality graphics in your videos and shit. you're gonna need a little bit more ram and you're gonna need also to multitask so why would you pick this build when this build i don't know what does it come with i don't know how much ram uh it comes with 16 gigabytes of ram you might need 32 if you're just trying to do some heavy video editing you see what i'm saying like you're supposed to custom the rig custom the rig or uh you don't have you don't really care about like streaming you know like this build might have it's right it's recommending a ryzen 5 it might have recommended a ryzen 7 when you only need a 5 because you're just going to be playing games by yourself i don't know if that makes sense but like you want to custom build it to what your needs are and then you know upgrade as you go or maybe you want more hard drive space because you don't want to keep uninstalling games with this build he's only recommending this hard drive maybe you want two hard drives maybe you want 32 gigs of ram maybe you want x you see what i'm saying like so if i had to take a guess the reason you probably don't want to build the pc yourself and you just want to use one of these guides is because and i'm not saying these builds are bad it's because you're probably scared of fucking it up but um with pc part picker it literally helps you build the pc you pick a cpu and then based off the cpc so, so right here if you're watching the video version compatibility mode is already activated when you go on this site so whatever cpu you pick when you go to a motherboard it will only recommend you motherboards that are compatible with that cpu whatever cpu you choose to pick same thing with memory storage you literally cannot fuck up your build because compatibility mode is on is on by default it's going to filter everything you need so that you can never buy parts that are that are not compatible with each other so i would recommend building the pc that you need based off your needs but if you absolutely are just fucking scared to build your own pc and really create a custom rig then sure you can go to build guides and you could pick one of these guides that the website recommends um just make sure you read the specs and, and and you know what they what they do um that's what i would say so the answer is yes and no the answer is yes and no that's kind of a weird answer what it is, what it is. hopefully that helped 
Uh, the next question comes from Shotgun Bob, and he says, in the past, you've expressed interest in voice acting. If you had the opportunity and the price was right, would you consider an audio book narration? Absolutely. When I say that I want to get into voice acting, I'm not talking about specifically anime and um, video games. Anime and video games are the goal. Those are like, that's like top tier in terms of what I want to do in voice acting. But when I say voice acting, I want to do voice acting, period. I'm trying to get a check. So yes, I want to do book narrations. I want to do commercials uh i want to do audio commercials well i already so i already have experience in voice acting i do i do ad reads on my podcast um two two different podcasts like i already have a resume i'm just trying to do more than just you know podcast reads i want to do television commercials uh voiceovers um anime books gaming all that shit so absolutely if the you got a book Send me an email. You got a book you want me to narrate? Send me an email. Maybe, you know, if the price is right, I'll narrate that joint. I'll, re- I'll narrate your autobiography. Let me know. TBH at GameIlluminati.com. Better the check better be right. Um, next question comes from Champagne Pop. Champagne Poopy or Poppy? I, I can't read. It's Poppy. Uh, I took your advice and I started minding my own business as I get older. Oh, by the way, in the question section of the podcast, I always forget to do this. Uh, just so you guys know, um, this is people are asking me questions on Twitter, and this is me just trying to answer them to the best of my ability. I'm not saying my word is law. You don't have to follow any of my, my advice or anything that I say, because be honest, it's just these are just opinions. These are just people asking these questions, but you can do whatever the fuck you want with this information. This is a disclaimer. I'm not God. I'm just answering questions to my best of my ability. Anyways, uh, he said, I took your advice and I started minding my own business. As I get older, I find myself as well as my life changing for the better. But sometimes I miss the old toxic of me. Is this normal? And how do I get over it? uh so you acknowledge that ever since you took my advice you started minding your own business and focusing your life has changed for the better i don't understand what you mean by you say i miss sometimes i miss the toxic me you you miss dogging bitches out you you miss you miss not showing the work showing up to work on time like having drama in your life um i'm not gonna lie to you like it seems like you got one foot in and one foot out like if you want to be a high value man like you're gonna have to mind your business and you're gonna have to be hyper focused um, and you're going to have to improve your network. If you miss being toxic, you can go back to that shit. But that bullshit is going to come back in your life. And you're never going to find what you want out of life. You're never going to find your purpose because you're too, you too busy dealing with baby mama drama and shit. So I can tell you, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, but I, I will say you acknowledge that your life has changed for the better when you started minding your business and focusing. Uh, how do you get over it? You need to find more hobbies. I think it's kind of hard right now because we're in the covid uh, and everybody's kind of staying indoors, but when the world returns back to whatever is normal, um, find a different hobby. You need to change your circle. You know what it is? If I had to take a wild guess, you changed yourself, but you haven't changed your circle. There it is. Um, start hitting discords, start hitting reddits, start hitting Facebook groups, finding different types of people who are like-minded, who are all about improving yourself. Uh, in order to become a high value man, you need to hang around high value men. Uh, there's a saying that show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Um, if you hang around a bunch of crips, guess what you're most likely going to become. So if I had to guess, you are trying to do better. Um, but you probably need to change your circle. That's what I would tell you how to get over it. Find some new friends. Uh, next question comes from Josh. And he says, do you feel like you should educate your coworkers on certain issues or is that not your responsibility? I'm going to be honest. When I went to work, I minded my business. Uh, like, I don't know. If you have that level of relationship with them, like where you feel like you're generally cool with them and you two are in the lunch break room and you're just having a conversation and they're generally open to learning something new, then sure, you should teach them. 
because uh, being dismissive of everybody doesn't solve the problem. It's just one of those things that's kind of sticky because you're at work. Like it could backfire. You that like you could be having a conversation with your coworker, right? And like they seem like they're receptive to the information you're trying to teach them. Like you're trying to show them why their views on the world are ignorant, and they could turn around and go and tell the boss that you were being mean to them and you were being rude and it really fucked up their day. And next thing you know, you're in trouble. So that's why it's like that's kind of a sticky situation. It kind of depends on the relationship. And I'm not very much of an expert on relationships with coworkers because I'm gonna be honest. I used to clock into work and I didn't talk to nobody. Like I, only people I would talk to was like the secretaries that used to work at the front desk. I'd be like, good morning. I clock in. I'd be like, all right, everybody have a nice day. And I go to my fucking room and I would do my work. I did not talk to nobody. Nope. Um, so I was like, I don't know. I, that's a, I, I would say you have more to lose than to gain there. Cause on the positive side, if they are open and receptive, they might learn something, but that's a big, maybe that's a big maybe what's not a maybe is if you piss them off you can end up getting it what's not a maybe is minding your business will always i don't know it seems like they bother you a lot you need to ask yourself why they bother you so much especially if they're just a co-worker to you is this your co-worker or if your friend or is this your friend if it's just a co-worker fuck them who cares what they think let them be ignorant uh next question it comes from xavier and he says hey tbh i'm 18 and i realize i'm a better listener than a speaker what are some things i can do to become a better speaker to speak I don't know what else to tell you about that. Um, if it's really hard to give advice because COVID, if COVID was not going on, I would say go to open mic night in your town. Every town, every city has open mic night. It could be poetry, haikus or whatever. Shout out to the haikus and go to Shishima. Or you could basically go up there and you could just stay whatever you want or open mic night for comedy or something and just go talk in front of people. Um, or just go to a function and talk to people. But unfortunately, it's kind of hard because um, when you're 18, you probably about to go off to college. Make sure you talk to like every at least most colleges that I've been to, especially the one that I went to and a couple other friends campuses that I've been to. They always have like areas where you know students can congregate. Make sure that you're in those areas where students can hang out and don't just be on your fucking phone. Talk to people Because what I find in college is that um, Everybody's trying to get to know each other. I think where people, a lot of people fuck up in college is y'all be so focused on just the school shit, right? College is also a place where you should be networking. Those are where you should be making lifelong friends so that when you graduate, you can help each other get jobs and shit. And you're only going to do that from talking to each other. So make sure you hang out in the areas where the students congregate so that you can meet people. Everybody's friendly in college. Everybody's trying to get money and fuck bitches. So you know how that go. Um, but yeah, open mic is what I would recommend when COVID's over uh next question comes from jordan he says have you ever had any bad experiences with substances or alcohol in the past no i don't smoke i don't drink i'm a, i'm straight edge and the next question that people always follow up with is, you never had a taste of liquor you never smoked no i've never done nothing it never interests me i subscribe to the ideology of malcolm x the white man will fucking feed you liquor and then lock you up for drinking it once you get drunk i'm good off that i like to keep a sober mind i'm on a mission i got purpose uh, but more power to people who choose to do drugs and smoke, whatever. Well, not drugs. Don't don't do hard drugs, kids. But if you choose to drink liquor, just be responsible. Uh, I'm not a party pooper. I'm not the person. I'm not the person that um that spoils everybody's fun. If it, I'll just be like, no, thank you. If you offer me, and I won't scold you. Uh, I, if I had to describe myself, if you've seen the Temptations movie, I'm Otis. Uh, I'm the one in the group that keeps everybody on track. I have no interest in doing any of that shit. I'm here to get money. Next question comes from Skip, and he says, has there been a time where you failed to capitalize on a growing market? For example, I think two podcasts ago, you talked about how you didn't 
think Twitch would ever be something that would that you would do it when it first came out, but two years later you realized there was a market for it. Um, I mean, yeah, there's that. Uh, one, I failed to capitalize probably on Fortnite. Um, I remember when Fortnite first came out, like my audience kept telling me to hop on it, like fuck with it, fuck with it, and then like like ninja and a bunch of other people hopped on it early and they blew up strictly because they played fortnite they were also good at the game too but like if i would have hopped on that trend earlier i probably would be bigger but on the flip side it's like the reason i didn't play fortnite is because it never interests me I, I generally liked PUBG at the time and like i've never liked fortnite i don't like the game so it's like people people be trying to think i'm going against the grain because like if something is popular and i like it i'm gonna ride it to the wheels come all to the wheels call okay like but i gotta make it work for myself if i don't like what i'm doing then like i'm just gonna become irritated and it's not gonna become fun and it's not good for my mental health um but lucky for me i was blessed with a personality so it doesn't matter what i play some people think that i'm just trying to be like i've been accused of being a going against the grain youtuber just trying to be different for the sake of being different but it's like no i just genuinely didn't enjoy fortnite i don't want to play that shit i don't care how popular it is i never really bashed fortnite like that i never like i was i just don't want to play that shit um but like that's one game that i did fail to capitalize on but that's because i just wasn't interested on it um but other than that i can't think of anything else um maybe what happy wheels but once again that's another game that i just didn't i'm not playing happy wheels bro i'm not playing roblox i'm not playing minecraft those are all games i could have capitalized on to grow i'm not playing any of those games fucking what is it roblox minecraft what is, shit's full of pedophiles fortnite i'm good i'm good off that i'll do what i want uh next question comes from negative mantra he said, I want to start uploading content with my friends, but the issue is that I'm mad vulgar. The content itself is hilarious, but in the climate of the internet nowadays, do you think I can be successful without censoring myself, including sponsors? All right, so you might not want to hear this, but check it out. If you don't upload content like that, because you just, you said, I want to start uploading. You don't upload content like that. How do you know you're hilarious? Like you're worried about the climate of the internet nowadays, but I'm actually curious, like I respect the confidence, but I'm curious, like, so the reason I knew that people would fuck with me online is because I was funny before the internet. Like I was always the class clown. I like, I always tell people like I was that nigga around my way for real. Like I was always clown. I was the dude. You better not walk past my lunch table. Cause I'm a fucking roaster ass. Um, so like I've been making people laugh all my life. So it was nothing for me to learn how to edit and kind of translate that into internet content. My question, and you can't talk back to me, so I don't even know. My question is, you, how do you know your content is hilarious if it's just within your friends? You haven't uploaded anything. You're worried about vulgarity. Like, I'm, I'm curious to how do you know if you're, you're, you're hilarious? Well, I'll tell you this much. If you really, truly, I, and I feel like real funny people know this. If you really, truly believe that you're funny, you being vulgar doesn't matter. All the best comedian, fucking, what is it? Chris Rock, um, Patrice O'Neal um fucking what's his name um dave Chappelle. all my favorite comedians are mad vulgar so i don't even know why you're like worried about that like if you're truly hilarious you wouldn't be worried about mad being mad vulgar um and also i wouldn't even be worried about sponsors you haven't even uploaded anything um i think you need to figure out what you want to do if you're really that conscious about things then don't do it um but i would say that if if you truly you can i've learned over the ages you can say whatever you want as long as it's funny people who get in trouble for saying like vulgar things is because it wasn't funny um that that's the real issue um and i find at least for like new comedians i notice because i watch a lot of stand-up comedy 
I noticed with a lot of new comedians, they'll try to jump. I feel like in order to get into the vulgar game, you have to ease into it. Uh, a lot of them will just try to dump, jump into the deep end and try to do like edgy jokes and it backfires and you'll see the clips go on social media that go viral and they end up looking stupid. It's because you bit off more than you chew. Uh, you know, maybe you could cut back on it a little bit and ease into it and kind of test the waters, see what people respond to and how they respond to it. And then from there, unleash more of your personality. But like, unless you're 100% confident in your vulgarity, don't dive into the deep end. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but I wouldn't even worry about sponsors. Uh, I, but you, you can be vulgar. You can't, you can be vulgar. Uh, I'm vulgar. Uh, shit. Our, our DC world is vulgar. They're fucking funny as shit. Nobody cares. They be saying nigga and cussing because they're funny. Lean squad. They was vulgar. They were funny. Like, I don't, I don't even know where this became like an argument. Like I can give plenty of examples of black content creators. They're vulgar and they're prospering. Um, so just be confident, be confident. I would say don't be vulgar. Cause it sounds like you're self-conscious. I would say don't be vulgar. If you're not confident, like the reason, the only way being vulgar can work is if you truly don't give a fuck. Like, that's why, that's why I think a lot of you fuck with me. And like, you can't fake this energy. Like, this is real alpha shit. I think it shows that like a lot of I really don't be giving a fuck. Like, I'm just going to speak my mind and it is what it is. And if you care that much what the internet or what people think about you, then don't be vulgar. I would say that's the, that's the only way it can work. You have to emit a certain type of energy. Um, that's what I would say to you. Uh, and last but not least, the question comes from Sir DG. He says, man, please talk about the divide between black men and women. Why can't we seem to understand each other and come together? Just like anything else, uh, we got to listen to each other. Uh, we're so dismissive. We're so dismissive of one another. Ego. Ego is the answer I wanted to give to you. Ego, I think, is the problem on both sides, men and women. It's not it's not a men thing. It's not a women thing. I think both sides in terms of the black community, like ego is involved so much that we don't listen to one another. I think I think an example I can give a recent one was like when I was talking about on stream and it was a video I uploaded on YouTube about like there was a lot of accusations coming out in the gaming community of um, men um, sexually assaulting women at like gaming conventions and shit. And at first it was a lot of white people that was coming out, a lot of white girls coming out. And then like a lot of black women started coming out and accusing some dudes in the community. Um, and I was just talking about how, like, just keep in the video. I was the, the, the more of the story in the video I was talking about, I felt like was, you know, I feel like a lot of times men, women do lie. Don't get it twisted. And like, I feel like that point was people love to say that put, put narratives on you. Some women do lie. Absolutely. But some women aren't lying. And all I was saying in that video is just be a little bit more empathetic and, and just listen. Like women will bring up something about dudes and they, they won't even listen. Dudes will bring up something about women and they don't even listen. And that's because the ego was involved. You have to let go of that ego. Um, otherwise, we will never will never be able to. And a lot of that has to do like in tone to how you speak to one another. Um, I don't know. Just show respect to each other. If you want to have a healthy dialogue, you have to give respect. I think that's the most important thing in order for us to come together and understand each other. Um, but I love black women, so whatever. I don't know. That wasn't that deep. I'm kind of tired. I'm tired of talking. Um, damn, we an hour 20. In. Anyways, listen, uh, that's all I got on my show notes. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, be sure to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you also enjoyed the show, be sure to send a donation my way on Cash App at dollar sign the Black Hokage 08. That's all I got for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, 
And I will see you guys on the next episode of Hokage Thoughts. Thoughts.